We play Would You Rather quarterback edition, but there's an option being left off the table that I want to put back on it. And we catch up with more news and notes from around the world of Washington football right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and I thank you for making this show your first listen every day. My co-host Chris Russell is off for this episode, but you can find him on Twitter at WrestleMania621 and on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Russell and Met Her show, or you can download that show and this one on the Odyssey app and listen to it whenever you well please. Find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find the show at LO Commanders. Thank you again for making this your first listen of the day of the options given. Mitchell Trubisky makes the most sense for the Washington Commanders if you're choosing between Trubisky, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Carson Wentz. And speaking of the Russell and Medher show, that's exactly the conversation that that Chris and his co-host there, Pete, had on their show, choosing between those three. And basically the scenario is this, guys. If the Washington Commanders miss out on Aaron Rodgers, who looks like uh, he's playing nice with the Green Bay Packers and may very well return uh, to the Cheesehead State, I'm not really actually sure what Wisconsin State is called. Um, if they miss out on Russell Wilson, who, again, the Seahawks have said they have no intention of trading him. He spent all Super Bowl week talking about how much he wants to win more championships with Seattle and all those things. Uh, if they miss out on Derek Carr, who probably not a tier one guy anyway, but just for conversation's sake, looks like he's on the cusp of signing uh, a contract extension. If they miss out, miss out on Deshaun Watson, who reportedly on Wednesday is really eyeballing either the Buccaneers or the Vikings in a trade opportunity. Again, he's got a no trade clause, so he has some control over where he goes as well. Then you have the next tier of available quarterbacks, and Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously a popular name in that batch. Mitchell Trubisky has been a popular name, Carson Wentz. And I rank them 3-2-1. Carson Wentz is the third best option. Jimmy Garoppolo, second, and Mitchell Trubisky is the top option of those three. I'm going to break it down real quick here for you guys. Carson Wentz, my third option. I'm going to start there. So let's look at the upside here. So the upside, if you target Carson Wentz, Indianapolis Colts quarterback, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, the upside there is trade value, right? When he was traded from the Philadelphia Eagles, he was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a current year third round pick. That was a 2021 uh, draft pick. And then a next year, which is now this year, 2022, second round conditional pick that could have turned into a first and did turn into a first because the stipulations were that Carson Wentz had to play 75% of the snaps at quarterback for the Colts in 2021 in order for that pick to move into the first round, uh, or he had to play 70% and they had to make the playoffs. Well, they didn't make the playoffs, but he did play 75% of the snaps, and one of the biggest reasons they didn't make the playoffs was because of him. So when you look at trading for a Carson Wentz, you're not going to spend more right in this situation than what the Colts spent to get him in the first place. So at worst, you're looking at a current year third and a next year, I would say, third round draft pick uh, as well. So you're basically talking about spending two third round picks max for Carson Wentz. And to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't even spend that much. But I think the the best deal the Indianapolis Colts could hope to get in exchange for Carson Wentz is two third round picks. Uh, and again, when you tack on, not only is Carson Wentz failing as a leader, as a quarterback of the team, 
in one location, but in two. Now it's it's a little bit of an added failure, right? Because when you look at at at, at uh, Coach Wright, Frank Wright, there in Indianapolis, he was brought to Indianapolis from Philadelphia. Carson Wentz was because everybody basically said, well, Carson was on an MVP, you know, trajectory when he got injured the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl without him and all those things. And Coach Wright was his coach at that time. So Coach Wright knows what to do with him. He knows how to get the best out of him. So they reunited in Indianapolis. Obviously, Coach Wright was on, on the same mindset. Uh, it doesn't go well. Carson Wentz folds in some of the biggest moments that they need him to not fold in, all those things. And now that coach that was supposed to make it work, the coach that was supposed to bring him back to MVP caliber play, has moved on or is planning or at least considering moving on from. That speaks volumes. And if you take on Carson Wentz, you take on $30 million in cap hit just this year alone. With all that stuff, guys, I mean, honestly, this, I and, and I'm going to be completely transparent here. I was down on Carson Wentz coming out of college. I did not think his style of play was going to translate to the NFL very well. I was very surprised the year that he was on the MVP trajectory that he was on and not surprised at all when it all came crashing down and he decided that if he couldn't start, he was just going to pout and take his ball and go home. Proven lack of leadership shrinks in the spotlight. That's the downside. Not in one stop, not in two stops. You can't blame the coaches because the coach that made him great, the coach that wanted him in the first place, couldn't work with him either. Carson Wentz, off my board, to be quite honest with you, completely off my board. I wouldn't trade a Reese's peanut butter cup for him, but that's just me. Number two, Jimmy G, the upside there, right? Let's start with the positives. Playoff experience, Super Bowl experience. You keep your first round draft picks because you're not trading a first round pick for Jimmy G. I'm going to get into that in a second. Downside, his numbers actually weren't all that much better than Taylor Heineke's. And when you talk about completion percentages, Jimmy G was like two and a half, three percent uh, higher. His touchdowns were the exact same. His intercept, I think he had like three fewer interceptions than Taylor had, and his QBR wasn't wasn't much better. Uh, Heineke actually even threw the ball more, which kind of shows you. Well, one, I mean, yeah, Washington was trailing, but also Washington was using their quarterback and Taylor Heineke a little bit more than San Francisco did with Jimmy G. And as far as the trade value, like I said, in 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 a sane world, you're not trading a left over like. If this, if this, and we had this conversation already, Chris, if this team trades an 11th overall pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I, I might lose my mind on this show to be, to be very, very honest. For, for me, if you want to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, I model that trade after what the Colts did with Carson Wentz. If you want Jimmy Garoppolo, you offer the San Francisco 49ers at best, like the most you're willing to spend is a current year third, so a 2022 third round draft pick. And a 2023 second round, I, I mean, I guess second round draft pick. Honestly, I would go with a 2021 or 2022 third and a 2023 third that could become a second if he leads uh, the Washington Commanders to the postseason and plays, you know, basically 70, 70% of snaps and a postseason berth. That third becomes a second next year. But if they miss the playoffs, it stays a third and you take that and you like it. 11th overall pick is absolutely insane to me to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And that brings us to our top option, in my opinion, on this list, which is Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, look, the upside on Mitchell Trubisky is that everybody basically is blaming the coaching. And you're talking about Matt Nagy back in Chicago. Didn't know how to use him. Didn't use him right. Didn't want to use him right. Didn't try to cater to him in any way, shape, or form. Basically, just wanted Mitchell Trubisky to be the quarterback that he wanted and was unwilling uh, to even consider another another route with the quarterback 
look, he had a future Pro Bowl player grade coming out of the NFL draft, coming into the NFL, had all the intangibles, the arm strength, and all those things. Uh, and the other, the last part of the upside, you get to keep your draft picks. Mitchell Trubisky is a free agent. You're not trading for him. You're signing for him. The downside, usually these types of failures, not one person's fault completely. There's usually two sides of the story, right? And the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mitchell Trubisky uh, and his lack of rise as a number one overall draft pick is part of that. Uh, inconsistent deep ball timing. The last time we saw him play consistently, lack of drive on intermediate throws, bad footwork, delayed decision-making. Who does that sound like? Now, granted, I think the upside is still probably higher uh, than Taylor Heineke, but a lot of traits that still translate to the same thing, same problems that Washington had in 2021. While I may think Trubisky is the top target of the three given, honestly, I'm very interested to hear your guys' thoughts. So I want to know from you guys, and, and hopefully you guys are listening. Pull out your phone, 301-615-3577. Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, and and Jimmy Garoppolo, give me your ups, give me your downs, whatever you want to give me. Give me what you're willing to trade for for one of these guys. If you're trading, we're talking about Trubisky. Give me which one you think is the best of those three options. Again, 301-615-3577. But I think there's a name we've left on the list. So maybe don't call until I give you that name. I'm going to talk about him in the next segment. In the meantime, if you're looking for some in-season action with this off-season conversation, head over to BetOnline. .net because basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Sports Illustrated writer David Harrison on Twitter at DHarrison82. While Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Mitchell Trubisky are all reasonable Tier 2 targets for the Commanders if they strike out on Tier 1, Jameis Winston is the crown jewel of the second tier and a name that I feel needs to be more in the mix than he is. Of the four quarterbacks, so if we're adding Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz, you're adding Jameis Winston to that mix. He's the only one that had a QBR over 100 in the 2021 NFL season with significant amount of playing time. He actually, when, when you compare him to a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz, we've actually seen improvement with Jameis Winston. Like Over the last two years, we've seen decline from Carson Wentz from a leader, mental standpoint, and play now with the Indianapolis Colts crumbling down the final stretch of the regular season. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't want to say we've seen decline, but we've basically seen confirmation that he's a guy who needs to have a very strong team around him. Just let him let him hold the steering wheel, but everything else has got to be moving for him. Mitchell Drabisky, he's all potential. He's all ceiling, and yeah, that ceiling is kind of high, but to be honest with you, I still think Jameis Winston's ceiling is higher, and again, the difference is we've seen what Jameis Winston has been able to do since moving out of Tampa going to New Orleans, getting mentored by Drew Brees, coached by Sean Payton and all those guys in New Orleans, and you've seen the physical, tangible improvements. So that's uh, to me, that's huge. Like You actually have the evidence that he's getting better. Drew Brees is going to continue to mentor this kid off the field. Make no mistake about it, Jameis Winston went to New Orleans because he wanted to learn from Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to continue to be an off-field mentor to Jameis Winston, one of the best cerebral quarterbacks to do it 
in his time. Drew Brees, uh, basically an added coach kind of to the mix. He's not going to break the bank because he's coming off that injury because everybody still remembers the 30 for 30. Everybody still remembers bad Jameis. So he's not going to break the bank, and he's not going to cost you any draft picks. So you want to go out and get him another receiver so he can spread the ball. You want to go out and get another lineman to challenge for a starting position or at least provide some depth. You want to go out and bolster the defense. Whatever you want to do at number 11, you can do it knowing you have a dynamic quarterback in Jameis Winston. I'm going to get to that in just a second, what to do with the 11th overall pick. So you're going to keep your draft picks. He's not going to break the bank. The fact that the Saints are rumored to be looking into keeping him around, to me, says a lot because Sean Payton's gone. The head coach is gone. Typically, what do you see with a new head coach? You see a new quarterback because they want to bring in their guy or you're talking about a young quarterback that they're looking to find a coach for. The fact that the Saints actually are looking at potentially bringing back Jameis Winston says a lot about him in the building, him on the field, him in the meeting room. He's a guy that coaches want to have around. The Bills, not fighting to keep Mitchell Trubisky. Now, granted, they would be bringing him in as a backup while others are looking at him to potentially compete for a starting job. So little grain of salt with that fact. But the Colts, the Colts are shopping this guy just after they, they literally, guys, they're sending a first-round draft pick to the Eagles this year. The Indianapolis Colts are sending a first-round pick to Car- for Carson Wentz to the Eagles this year, and they're trying to shop him. The San Francisco 49ers are trying to shop Jimmy Garoppolo like, to the point where Jimmy G has basically already said goodbye to San Francisco. These two teams don't want him. You guys remember uh, Swaggy Baker, right? You guys remember Baker? I said the same thing when he was when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers started. I said the Washington team didn't even make an offer to keep him in town. What makes you think you want him on your team? The Colts and Niners absolutely selling their guys. No reason to buy. The Bills a little bit different. So again, again, you know, Mitch was the, the top guy out of those three. Jameis is better because the Saints actually are are at least considering wanting to keep him, which I think says. A little bit, but there's some downsides, right? Obviously, there's some downsides or else Jameis would still be playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he was selected number one overall. So there's obviously some downside. You're always going to be worried about bad Jameis, and I put that in air quotes. Is bad Jameis going to be there? When is he going to show up? We saw bad Jameis uh, against Washington, honestly, even though they lost the game. Two turnovers uh, in in the first half there against the the Washington football team last year uh, for Jameis Winston. You saw a bad Jameis. I saw a bad Jameis at times, even before, even in the blowout win against the Green Bay Packers, there was a terrible interception he threw uh, that he got a little bit lucky on a roughing the quarterback uh, penalty that he got the ball back. But that's the kind of things you're always going to be worried about. And you, you've seen bad James with good weapons. You've seen him with Mike Evans, a record-setting wide receiver. He broke Randy Moss's career-beginning uh, uh, record. You're always going to be worried about bad Jameis just rearing his ugly head at the worst possible times. And you have injury concerns. I mean, the dude's coming off of an ACL. Granted, ACLs aren't as, as serious and as concerning as they used to be. I, I am on that ship. I am, I'm 100% of that belief. But they are still concerns. So you still have to kind of look at it. And then we're talking about Washington. Like, do, does Washington really want to bring in another quarterback with concerns, especially health concerns, uh, potentially? So that's always going to be a thing. But look, all that being said, obviously, I still believe Jameis Winston, the the number one guy. Of, of When you add him to the list and make it a four-man list, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, I go Jameis number one, Mitchell number two, Jimmy G number three, Carson Wentz number four, and I really don't like giving up the draft capital for those guys, especially if the rumors are true. Lord help us all if they're true. And honestly, I think you follow it up by drafting Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. And 
If he can fall to number 11, fantastic. I don't know that he will. Uh, in the latest mock draft over at, at Washington SI by Cole Thompson, he had Malik Willis going number nine to the Denver Broncos. Uh, basically saying, look, the Denver Broncos may actually trade that pick for a quarterback during the offseason. If you do that, you're looking at Seattle. You're looking at Green Bay uh, most likely. So maybe they're looking for a quarterback. So you're basically going to trade up to like number eight with the Atlanta Falcons. Although they have Matt Ryan. I feel like this could be a season they pull the trigger on a young quarterback like a Malik Willis as well. So you might actually even need to try to go do a little dancing with the devil, maybe see if you can't broker a trade with the New York Giants to pick number seven. But either way, if you're moving from 11 to 8, 11 to 7, 11 to 9 maybe, you're going to mortgage a lot less of your future moving up that little bit than you would be in some other circumstances. And I would much rather trade the number 11 overall pick with another pick or two uh, later on in this draft or next year's draft to move up to 7 to get Malik Willis to play behind even Mitchell Trubisky or Jameis Winston than I would trading the number 11 straight up for Jimmy Garoppolo. And now the only quarterback you have back there to develop is an almost 30-year-old Taylor Heineke. So that's kind of my caveat to that selection is you bring in Jameis Winston or, Ryan, or, or Mitchell Trubisky, you save all your draft capital, you use that draft capital, go get Malik Willis. And in two years, you either have a franchise starting quarterback in Jameis Winston you have a franchise starting quarterback that you believe in, Malik Willis, who now has some NFL tutelage and experience under his belt and is ready to take the reins. And you can either trade or let Jameis walk for a compensatory draft pick, potentially, or uh, you have nothing and you're getting a new coach and you're getting a new staff and they have a quarterback opening so we can start this thing all over again. Let's hope we don't get there, but we are going to get to segment three right here on the Locked On Washington Commanders podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Sports Illustrated writer David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. Find my writing over at Fan Nation covering your Washington Commanders. My co-host Chris Russell on Twitter at russellmania621. Off for this episode, but you can find him on the Team 980 with his partner over there, Pete Medhurst, Monday through Friday, 3, 7 p.m. Eastern time or on the Odyssey app. Let's wrap up today's episode, guys, with some news and some notes. And let's start with a former Washington head coach, Jay Gruden, potentially getting hired back to the NFL. This is something that we have been talking about uh, on and off here for a little bit. The New Orleans Saints are most recently interviewing the former Washington head coach, Jay Gruden, to be their team's newest offensive coordinator. Of course, their offensive coordinator moving up to be or their defense coordinator, rather, sorry, being promoted to be the head coach, potentially looking for another coach. Uh, to run the offense there. Jay Gruden, one of the most outspoken, one of the most entertaining interviews. I will miss hearing him on the Team 980 when he goes on there with Chris and Pete if this happens, but would be ultimately happy, obviously, for Jay getting back in the NFL mix, getting back on the sidelines or in the in the box, wherever he decides to coach from, uh, back with the players where he deserves to be and, and wants to be, obviously. And new beginnings for a lot of teams, new beginnings for Jay Gruden if that happens, but wrapping up kind of the season two Forget the season to leave behind uh, the final Sports Illustrated power rankings for the 2021 NFL season came out and the Washington Commanders came in 24th in, in those rankings. So not dead last, which, of course, you wouldn't expect them to be dead last because they didn't finish the season dead last. But they did finish down there 24th right ahead of uh, the Atlanta Falcons with a matching 7-10 and 10 record ahead of the Chicago Bears behind the Minnesota Vikings at 23rd uh, and the CLC Hawks 22nd, even though they have the same record finished behind them uh, Four votes for 
number 23. That was our highest placement. Two votes for 25th. That was our lowest placement. Third in the NFC East. Uh, and the synopsis, very simple on this one. New nickname, same people in charge. Yikes. Dan Snyder. Shout out to uh, boycottdan.com. Those good folks out there doing the Lord's work. And we're going to wrap it up. Uh, the Washington Commander is not the only NFL franchise in hot water over treatment of employees and, and uh, specifically over people being creepy and, and watching people in times that they shouldn't be watching people. And uh, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, who reportedly agreed to a $2.4 million settlement uh, with some Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders over voyeurism allegations against senior team of a senior team executive, uh, the team's longtime senior vice president for public relations and communication. Basically, I mean, he, he was he was accused of uh, standing behind a partial wall, according to reporting by ESPN in the locker room with his iPhone extended toward them while they were changing their clothes, uh, according to several people that uh, that went on the record. Uh, he was also con- accused of taking an upskirt photo of Charlotte Jones Anderson, the team's senior vice president and daughter of Jerry Jones. Um, in the war room in 2015 during the NFL draft, um, each of the re- each of the cheerleaders received almost four hundred thousand dollars in the settlement. Dale Rimple, I'm not really sure how to say his name. To be quite honest with you, said, "Quote: People who know me, coworkers, the media, colleagues know who I am and what I'm about. I understand the very serious nature of these claims and do not take them lightly. The accusations are, however, false. One was accidental, and the other simply did not happen. Everything that was alleged was thoroughly investigated years ago, and I cooperated fully." End quote. I got to be honest with you guys. I've I've been alive for 39 years. I, I've not been an NFL executive in any way, shape, or form, but I've been alive for 39 years. I've never accidentally taken a picture of anything over a wall, and I've never accidentally taken a picture of anybody's crotch. I'm just I'm just just going to be honest with you here. That's those are two things that I've yet to experience. I'm not everybody. Uh, I'm not I'm not everything, so I can't uh, I can't speak on that. But basically, uh, the team you know team through a representative saying that they investigated. The team doesn't dispute that the executive uses security key card to access the locker room while they were changing. Uh, but you know, the other stuff is basically what they're arguing. I mean, using the key card to walk in on cheerleaders while they're changing uh, is, is bad enough as there's a lot of statements being made. Bottom line, the Washington commander is not the only franchise in hot water over conduct within their organization, how they treat their employees, most more specifically women and especially in the sexual nature. Uh, and Chris, I mean, shout out to Chris. He tweeted it. You know, and and he's 100% correct. The NFL, for as many problems as they have, continue to churn out a product, and they've got a an entertainment juggernaut that continues to thrive and survive despite some of the filth that is happening within the walls of its organization. But you know what? The more that comes out, the more it will have to be dealt with, the more there will be a reckoning, and hopefully the better it will get for all of the people working inside those buildings on a day-to-day basis. Speaking of Chris... Chris will be back tomorrow. So will I. He and I will get caught up again on everything going on. Washington Commanders. In the meantime, we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight into the world of sports betting from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms, just like this show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Chris Russell on Twitter at Russellmania621, I am David Harrison. You can find me at dharrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.